welcome to Cover to Cover, Javelin's Bistro. I'm your host for the next half hour, Javelin Richards, and my guest today, uh, we're going to be talking to Carol Lee about the upcoming Sex Workers Festival, so we'll talk about that. Before Carol and I say hello to you and she share uh, her information that she's going to have on this lovely, wonderful festival that's coming up, I want to make a couple announcements. The first announcement is that the the Rafiki Coalition of Black Health and Healing is having an event on March 21st. And the, the caption for this is Navigating Through Troubled Waters. And that's their theme. This is their eighth annual festival. And it's going to be held on March 21st. And it is free. And along with that, free includes breakfast and lunch. And it's going to be held at the Cesar Chavez Student Center at San Francisco State University. So if you want information to find out about that, again, this is their eighth annual, and this is the theme, Navigating Through Troubled Waters, and they're going to have things on housing, health, all wonderful things you may want to know about, and you can have breakfast and lunch. The keynote speaker is going to be Dr. Joy McGruel. Uh, G-R-U-Y. I'm not sure if I said her last, her name right, but she, uh, does a lot of work on post-traumatic stress syndrome inside African American communities and inside of our bodies, what that looks like, what that really means to us. And then also Dr. Harold Freeman. Information 415-615-9945. Extension 115. Again, that's 415-615. 9945 extension 115 you can go to their website at www.rafiki that's spelled r-a-f-i-k-i coalition.org all one word so now I also want to say a, a goodbye to a wonderful uh, human being that her story reminds me of Alice Walker's In Search of Our Mother's Garden. And this would be In Search of a, gr- a Grandmother's Garden, which happened to be my grandmother. She left here on this planet on March 13th to, in her journey, her transition. And her In Search of Our Mother's Garden speaks about our mothers and our grandmothers and ancestors that was did not have the opportunities that we may have. So this woman, born in segregated Arkansas, who was a seamstress, a poet in her movement on the earth, she was bold, full of spirit, and wanted to be on the stages of life. She migrated to Milwaukee, and she said the reason she went there is because she heard that Milwaukee had made slits famous. And she thought, so what the heck will they do with me? And then she moved on to Milwaukee. And so in memory of her with nylon and garter belts, a galvanized tub that she took a bath in, hot water that was made from her tea kettles and pots, and she would dip her brown body inside of that. She would sew clothes as she saw on movie stars, a black woman, colored woman, Negro, from Cotton Plant, Arkansas, dress herself, roll her stockings up, hook to her garter belts, her pocketbook, a smile, and a thirty-eight gun that she took with her everywhere because that's the times that she lived in. So in her journey, sweet journey, Miss Pat, Miss Lavera Patterson, move on with bubbles and laughter and memory and song and dance and high heels and know how deeply, deeply, deeply you loved. Interesting enough, my uh, Lavera Patterson, my grandmother, died at 96, 
And it's interesting that everybody was shocked that she had passed. Nobody anticipated her leaving the planet. And that speaks to all of us because it's not about the age, it's the spirit. And her spirit had nothing of an expiration point. No expiration. It just happened. So for that we live, we breathe with that spirit always. Into your room, she said, with a smile. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about Sex Workers Festival that is happening soon. And if you want, give calls. Uh, Carol's here to talk about that. What is it? Why is it? What's going on? Who started it? And what's going down? So, Carol, welcome to Cover to Cover, Javelin's Bistro. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here, Javelin. <laughs> Miss Carol's going to talk with us in a fantastic voice of her. She has one of the, the best phone voices in person as well. So, Carol, uh, the Sex Workers Festival, what is it about? Well, you know, it started in 1999. And during that period, we were really, a lot of sex worker activists were really hoping to broaden the discourse and participation of sex workers and to show people that sex workers come from all over the world in so many different circumstances. So it was important for us to bring movies in, and these movies were from India, from Taiwan, oh, specifically that year, um, and and to, to really broaden the perspective on the issues for sex workers here and also around the world. And so, and that migration each year is educating people to show the diversity of sex workers. How have people responded? Well, it's been very popular by now. It's an institution. And, um, you know, as a matter of fact, this year we're going to have many events in uh, the East Bay. We're especially glad to be featuring um, a couple of events at the Omni Commons. So I think that people in the East Bay will want to attend that. And we're going to be having a days long. Um, well, one event is a discussion on trafficking issues as they impact sex workers on arrests of sex workers and, and who's being targeted by the police. Um, and we have a, at night, it's Thursday night, May 21st. Is there a website just in case we get mixed up with dates? Yeah. What's the website that everyone can go to to find out the details? Yes, um, the website is sexworkerfest.com. Sexworkerfest.com. Uh, singular sex worker fest sex worker fest dot com yeah absolutely now you who are you in terms of this festival did you start this i know that you are known well known all over the world that you've coined the phrase sex worker that's right. Well, I'm Carol Lee, a.k.a. Scarlet Harlot. So, you know, I've been addressing issues uh, for sex workers. Well, they co- we call ourselves prostitutes. Well, actually, we call ourselves working girls, but um, the public called us prostitutes um, in those days. And um, I uh, did coin the term sex worker, and um, it was in the course of a my political work where we wanted to find a term that could unite all those who are working in the various sex businesses from strippers and peep shows and 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 then phone sex and and now webcam and 
and and escorts. I mean, there's so many different people, different people, and different kinds of work within commercial sex. And we wanted to unite us um, under one uh, one description. And um, also, we wanted to explain to people that in that our experience of it was work that i mean before that people would think that s- sex work was just some kind of expression of one's oh sluttiness or something i mean they thought it was some kind of a, a a kind of a social deviancy and it it was rarely acknowledged as work do you think that over time and actually when i f- uh, saw the word sex worker and knew that you coined it it was in a scholarly magazine in London, which I was really excited because I'm just flipping through, and there, and there was a debate that they was talking about defining what sex work was, talking about trafficking, def- and looking at that as being blended for the purpose of of targeting sex workers, giving the stigma to that, and they had this really rich, diverse conversation, and then I saw that the term itself, sex worker, helping to define that was you, Carol Lee, out of San Francisco, out of the Bay Area. Well, you know, I mean, I'm always credited with it, but it was really a community because I I came up with it at, in the context of a conference I attended. Then I used it in a one-woman show that I had mounted, and it was popularized by Coyote, the sex workers organization, and it appeared as the title of a book called Sex Work. Okay. And now, what kind of things can, uh, for our listeners are listening, you think, oh, this is... an uh, this is an interesting topic. What kind of things could they learn if they come to the festival uh, here in the East Bay or if they choose to go over to San Francisco to... What kind of thing do you hope or some of the other uh, participants is organizing this? What do you want people to take away? Well, there are so many different kinds of events, and I'd like them to see how diverse sex workers are, that there's no monolithic image of a sex worker that makes any sense, that, you know, basically we're just people where, you know, their sister, their mother, their friend, their the person who's sitting next to them in class, they're someone who's um, they see on the streets in passing, and it, it, we're just part of the communities around here, so I think that we want people to learn that do are you surprised that that you even have to think about saying that you want people to know that we're part of a community in the 21st century does that shock you that you have to even say that here we are uh from diverse backgrounds having to actually almost get permission to, for people to consider the fact you know as part of being part of a community like where else what else is there does that shock you still today? Well, just, I mean, I guess the whole stigma of prostitution is so deep within us. I mean, in the Bible, the horror of Babylon, it's just, these archetypes are so much part of so many cultures. Not Western culture necessarily only, but so many cultures. And um, I, in a way, I guess I'm not surprised that it's it's so deeply embedded that that people are afraid of us and they see us as these stereotypes and these monoliths rather than understanding that we're just people like them. What's fun for you as you approach the festival this year? What kind of what do you what excites you about it? Well. 
Let's see. We have a, some very exciting performance shows with wonderful artists, sex worker artists like Mariko Passion and the incredible Edible Aquinos. <laughs> um, she's traveling here from New York. She's a burlesque artist. And uh, we have, we're introducing Sangria Red, a wonderful performance artist and teacher. Um, I'm looking forward to people attending our creative shows, but I also would very much hope that they attend uh, the discussions around trafficking. We're going to have a, a wonderful opening in San Francisco where we're going to be talking about violence against transgender sex workers, against transgender people, and against transgender and against sex workers in general. So just the, the overlap of all our communities, the way we're targeted by violence, the way we're targeted by police, uh, the way we're evicted by landlords, as in Oakland, with the the eviction policies that they've been developing. Um, so... That's going to be on the opening Saturday night. Now, we're opening in the East Bay the night before at La Pena with Gina Gold in TMI, a storytelling event. Who's telling stories there? Well, uh, you know, Gina Gold runs a, yeah. a long-term storytelling event at La Pena, and I toured with her on the Sex Worker Art Show Tour. In for several years, um, many years ago, and she is going to be um, featuring sex workers telling their stories. And I think, I believe she said she's going to be including work from Cinnamon Maxine. People know her very well as a burlesque artist, but they don't know she's a great storyteller. Really? Yes. And I'm not surprised that it's being held at La Pena. I love La Pena. And in fact, that's where I do Miss Pat's house every August. It is such a community, such a home. Kudos and kisses and hugs to La Pena. So that, what date is that happening? And that is happening Friday the 15th of May. The 15th of May on Friday. And, they, and of course, you can always go to La Pena's website to check that out, lapena.org, culturalcenter.org or just put in La Pena and it'll come up and people take a look at that and so let's take a, a, a listen to some music that you brought with us uh, and uh, check that out and this and you could tell us a little bit about this song that we're going to listen to it's going to be what's the title of it blissfulness blissfulness yes and then and it's what language is it it's in um uh, 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 Cantonese. Cantonese. And the person, uh, the story's about, uh, Carol will tell us about after we listen to it. And then she passed away uh, in this year as well, not too long ago. So let's take a listen. Yeah. 
And Carol, tell us the story of the woman. We may not have all the words, but I think the emotional, I mean, the feelings that came out of that. What is her story? When did she pass away? And she was a sex worker? Yes, Lee Chun was a sex worker, and she was one of the leaders at Koswas Collective of Sex Workers and Supporters in Taiwan. And um, the government closed down all the massage businesses, or or the brothels, actually, in in, in Taiwan, and... um, the women who worked there were older and they were working class women who were fortunate to be surviving and and, and the the business was not noted for being exploitative but there was a lot of um uh there was work that many people felt was uh needed by their community and the government sort of pulled the rug out from under the sex workers claiming to rescue them but the sex workers were livid and Lee Chun stepped out uh, among some other sex workers and started fighting back and and advocating for 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 justice and and to allow them to work or to at least give them um, some kinds of compensation until they found other work. Um, So this campaign lasted several years and and the activism that rose from that has has been sustained in Taiwan ever since then. And Lee Chun was one of the leaders. She had cancer and many of us didn't know it, but she passed last year. And and she's she's was just a very brave, warm, and inspiring person. So something you've mentioned uh, in terms of the government tried to rescue that theme can t- can travel globally. What and sometimes that theme of rescue uh, is not always what it appears. The backdrop story. Uh, when you're rescuing, we're going to go and rescue these women, these trans, what, and, and do all of this good work. In reality, there's other political agendas or economical agendas behind that. Um, share with us your thoughts on that after the years of work you've done with sex workers. What is that for you? You said it so perfectly. <laughs> really, that is exactly, yeah. exactly as, as you stated. Um, I know sometimes when they talk about arresting sex workers, sometimes they mean, uh, when they talk about rescuing sex workers, sometimes that means arresting them. And they even expect in jail that the sex worker might come around and see the error of their ways. I mean, I think that's an obviously flawed way of thinking, and it's quite rare that that happens. And 
I mean, it's traumatic to get arrested. And, and who gets arrested? People who are poor. There's discrimination around race, around class. And, and, and the people who get arrested are certainly traumatized by that occurrence. And, and with sex work, it goes on your record and prevents you from getting another job. So, so arrest is certainly no form of rescue. And I know they, they, create uh, rescue projects where they could then refer the arrested sex workers to these projects instead of going to jail but but quite often the sex workers don't want to be in these projects that the projects are punitive they're shaming and many times many people who are in the sex businesses feel like this is the best decision they can make based on their options and and often resent people who are telling them that they know better than them. And, of course, from a rights perspective, we think that the people who are doing this work should be respected and that they should be instrumental in developing the best policies for their welfare. How has the feminist movement, if they even uh, have dealt with uh, sex workers and the challenges that has been faced, do you see a collaboration? Do you see a support system there? And I know that when I say the feminist movement, there's just a, a, a broad sweep that I'm going. But do you see women who happen not to be sex workers, uh, men and women, trans from all communities, supporting the, the even the understanding of sex workers' lives? Well, I guess, you you know, you're right. I mean, there are so many feminisms, mm -hmm. and I think that uh, women's movement certainly influenced the development of the sex worker rights movement. Okay. So it's important to remember that, but I think it's very important to acknowledge what a dire effect um, women's movements have had on policies around prostitution for way over a century. Like what's an example of that? Well, an example is the idea of making the commercial sex more illegal in an effort to supposedly protect sex workers, like, oh, say, criminalizing clients. I mean, the sex workers who uh, whose clients are arrested, they certainly don't benefit from that at all. And looking at uh, they're looking at laws in Sweden where that's been done, and they found that prostitution hasn't abated, and that sex workers are more vulnerable to violence. And although from uh, some feminist perspectives, people will hold that uh, that the men are abusing the women if they're taking advantage of their services. Um, again, I think sex workers who are working need to be very involved in policy making and, and help develop a plan that will bring justice to their situation. And impact their lives, have a voice in their lives. Of course. Absolutely. So this festival that's going to happen from starting May 15th, you have an event that's happening in the East Bay? We do. In the East Bay. So from May 15th to when will it? The last, oh, the last event also is in the East Bay on May 24th. Okay. And it's called Whore's Bath. And although, you know, people have these stereotyped ideas of what that is, it usually just means like washing your privates. But if you look it up in the Urban Dictionary, it also means a special healing event for sex workers. So uh, at this event, we, uh, sex workers provide 
massage and and Reiki and and uh, tantra lessons, and we provided for each other and and other service providers also provided to sex workers as a gift. So it's just this amazing healing event, and this time it's in honor of a sex worker who passed this year, Shannon Williams. She was from the East Bay, and she was very, very well loved and part of our horse bath project and part of swap and this this time we're dedicating the event to to Shannon Williams. Okay. And so and in San Francisco people uh, have an opportunity to go to the website and to see the different uh, festivals that are happening on different days and the events. Will the, and will there be film this year? Uh yes, the, there'll be move, uh, movies uh on various days various and days. Uh, the Roxy our movies are going to be at the Roxy in San Francisco on May 23rd. May 23rd. So definitely go to the website. Give them the website again, Carol, just so that you'll have the details because this sounds like film or burlesque. It's going to be healing. It's going to be... What about laughter? Is anybody doing some oh, storytelling opinion? And then what about comedy? What about... Is anybody doing stand-up comedy? Well, I don't know exactly about comedy, but at Center for Sex and Culture, Sangria Red is going to be presenting a very exciting Sangria evening. Red. Yes. Sangria <laughs> Red's doing... Uh, uh, and there's a secret to it so if you come down to the to the sex and culture center san francisco that you might win a prize to find out what the secret is i heard a lot about miss sangria red <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be performing down there that night with her and mariko passion oh my gosh yes absolutely okay she's a bay area native she grew up in the bay area oh, okay yep. what will she be doing um performance has, art yes yeah, she has a great performance art piece she does every Thing. She's she also her specialty is tantra. She started as a whore revolutionary and now she's a tantra goddess. So she's going to be talking about her path. Tantra goddess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she's talking about her past and her and how she migrated to become a tantra goddess and how her past informed her. Yes. Because there's something very that we all, I think we all understand. Sensuality and sex is such a powerful home base for intellect both emotionally and academically is such a huge and the sex culture center is very it's one of its kind in the world isn't it that's right the center for sex and culture has been uh i think it must be 15 years old 10 or 15 years old by now and it's um it's a center for sex workers for people in various alternative sexual communities to to gather and there's a library a video library book library and it's a, a really really rich and exciting, diverse collection of communities. And one of the only places researchers from all over the world come to to refer to to do research on in regards to the subject of sex and culture and the migration of that. And so it has a lot of rich history there as well. So it's going to be really fun, yes. Yes, I think it's it's really an exciting place. And there's a, a an LGBT queer presence there and, and also throughout our communities that, that is just brings, I think, the San Francisco and the East Bay all together. And I think that we just, we have such exciting communities. I think everybody will feel welcome and, and enjoy themselves. And so is this every year that this happens or? No, actually we do it every other year. It's biennial okay. because that's easier. 
<laughs> Easier on the, and, and now, how where are people coming from as part of the event? As far as where? Well. We have an Australian performance artist. Okay. Um, there are people coming from Canada, from New York. Uh, but, you know, I must say, mostly we really try to encourage our local artists and support local artists. Uh, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with uh, Juba Kamlaka. Uh, no. He's an East Bay artist who's going to be the, the Master of Ceremonies on Thursday at a reading for the Spread Anthology. Um and, and what is the spread anthology? Uh, there's an anthology based on a website that uh, featured story and a magazine, a magazine um, that featured, was the first uh, sex workers uh, magazine um, and and th there's an anthology of some of the most Beautiful. excellent uh, work. I want to thank my guest today, Carol Lee. Thank you so much. And definitely go to the website and join us in all of the activities going to happen. Educate yourself, bring education, have some fun. It's been Javelin. I'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Wonderful, gutsy, and inspiring, says UCLA professor Karen Brodkin. Penny Rosenwasser takes on the most explosive issues in American Jewish life today. Racism and anti-Semitism, victimization and privilege, Jewish politics around Israel and Palestine. And she does it with the generosity of spirit and a clear head. This is Penny Rosenwasser, and Karen is generously describing my new book, Hope into Practice, Jewish Women Choosing Justice Despite Our Fears. I'm delighted to invite you to a KPFA benefit, hosted by Cecily Sarasky and co-sponsored by Jewish Voice for Peace and the Middle East Children's Alliance. I'll present my book Wednesday evening, April 8, at 7.30 at the Hillside Club, 2286 Cedar Street. There's wheelchair access, and tickets are available at brownpapertickets.com in support of bookstores. Please find more on the KPFA website. For April 8th, hope into practice. Jewish women choosing justice despite our fears. It's an activist call to repair the world. And you are listening to 93.3.